Blog Talk Radio. Sometimes your thoughts will come and go. Try to clear your mind, but confusion won't let you know that deep inside there's a sacred place where all uncertainty can be raised. I never learned to know myself, and I was afraid. Right now I need to heal myself well, just like a bruised head that runs so deep. I spent my life just being asleep. It takes enlightenment to know that what you learn is toxic. It takes enlightenment to know that you can learn toxicity. Good morning. This is Sunday Mornings with Enlightenism, and I am your co-host, Enlightenist teacher and consciousness practitioner, Carolyn Kelly, and I thank you for listening, and I welcome you to our Sunday morning Enlightenism Spiritual Freedom broadcast service. So let's begin our broadcast with a guided meditation to quiet and clear the mind and to impress upon the mind that we're worthy and greater sometimes than we think in the course of a moment or in the course of an experience. This guided meditation is intended to take you away from the hurry and worry that we participate so often in our lives, the anger and all of the little things that take us away from our true beingness. This is this meditation is intended to take you out of generational victimization to a new way to think and live. And I want you to allow the words in the meditation to create a foundation for self reliance, self awareness, worthiness, and all of the things that We don't think of ourselves sometimes when we're taken out of our natural state of being. So I'd like you to find yourself a comfortable place and to gently begin breathing in and out in a very calming manner and close your eyes very softly as you continue to breathe in and out in a very calming manner. I awake each morning in the awareness that the power of the unconditioned consciousness of being 
resides in each moment of my thinking, in each moment of my being, and in each moment of my doing. It is in this power of being that I recognize my life on the Enlightenism path of a new way to think and live. In this beingness of a new way to think and live, I acknowledge that I have within me the power to heal my life and the power to change my life. In this far-reaching power, I know I am self-reliant. I know that I was born whole, perfect, and complete, colorless, faceless, formless, and have everything that I will ever need for the journey on the Enlightenism path of a new way to think and live, I understand that all my activities lead back to my beliefs and values. And it is from this reference that I clearly understand my awareness of being. On the Enlightenism path, my power leads me out of lack, limitation, and struggle. Every moment on this path, I embrace the far-reaching values of a new way to think and live. On the Enlightenism path, I embrace and understand the freedom of being. In every moment, I acknowledge my existence and my awareness of being on the Enlightenism path of a new way to think and live. My life and activity respond from this beingness. I am on the path of a new way to think and live. On this path, I come to know that I am greater than the I that I created. I am on the path of a new way to think and live. Now I ask that you 
Take a deep, full breath in and release it very slowly as you open your eyes and consciously your attention back to the broadcast. I'd like to remind you that this broadcast and all of our broadcasts are available on iTunes, Listen Notes, Spotify, Spreaker, Apple, and Google by typing or speaking into your device Brother Malcolm Kelly Blog Talk Radio. I further recommend reading Brother Malcolm's latest blog, Overcoming Our Dependency on Others. Overcoming Our Dependency on Others. It's a very, very good blog. Excellent. Also, I invite you to go to our YouTube channel to hear more of Brother Malcolm's insights. What I also want to remind you is that the Enlightenism broadcast is a spiritual freedom broadcast. And the intent of the Enlightenism spiritual freedom broadcast is to review how you can use your mind to overcome the spiritual dependency on others to define God for you. Through this broadcast and your self-acquired intuitive knowledge, you come to know that the greater power of God is within your mind. Now, before Brother Malcolm comes, I'd like to share a short insight with you. And my insight continues, actually, from the last two Sundays. When I spoke with you and said the idea of this broadcast is to invite you to work from the inside out. Now, why do Brother Malcolm and I continue to repeat this statement? What we know is this. When your responses come from self-acquired intuitive knowledge, you're tapping into your awareness of being, your wholeness, the process that we talk about so often, that you are born whole, perfect, and complete, colorless, faceless, and formless. And you are born with everything that you will ever need for the journey. When you accept and understand this and move into self-discovery, the field of self-acquired intuitive knowledge follows because you are now understanding where you are coming from. Your responses don't come from the field of generational toxicity or the social construct field. The self-acquired intuitive knowledge field 
You are not looking at rights and wrongs and goods and bads. You are now looking into the field that you were born into. That field that we talk about that you were born whole, perfect, and complete. That you have everything that you will ever need for the journey. It is not a field of comparison, nor a field that others have to accept. Nor are you dependent on them for any definitions of who you are and what the spiritual power within you can do. When you, are, when you understand that you were born with everything that you will ever need for the journey, then you don't need anything from others to make you whole. In Brother Malcolm's book, Enlightenism, he addresses the work in overcoming victim consciousness. The book, Enlightenism, addresses the feel that the Sufi poet Rumi spoke of when he said, out beyond the ideas of right doing and wrong doing, there is a field and I'll meet you there. And I'll say that quote again. And I quote, out beyond the ideas of right doing and wrong doing, there is a field and I'll meet you there. End of quote. Now, I was familiar with Rumi, with the statement by Rumi that I just read long before Brother Malcolm wrote Enlightenism. I like the statement by Rumi, and it sounded good, because I was studying metaphysics at the time. So I had some understanding of the statement. But when Brother Malcolm wrote Enlightenism, I knew absolutely that this was the process by which I could get into that field of understanding. Because up until Enlightenism, I only knew of the field. I did not know the field. In self-acquired intuitive knowledge, we are talking about that field. In the book of Enlightenism, Brother Malcolm tells us how to get there. What I know about my life and why it is much more livable without the stresses of the thoughts of others now is because it is important for me to always carry that field. What I understand in my responses, understand when I am not responding from that field. I have said this many times, but when we began the journey of self-discovery, we discover that we have been responding as victims because we have been trained very well to subscribe to generational toxicity and the social construct. When we move out of that field of energy, we are responding from clarity. We get to know ourselves much better. We don't make judgments about others. 
We look at the field from which we are doing our bidding for living. We recognize that we are spiritual and everything that we do be and say. When you discover the field of energy that you are living and responding from, you begin to understand yourself. When you are responding from anger, from lack, limitation, and struggle, you understand that you are responding from that field. And as I say in the meditation, you have the power to heal your life and you have the power to change your life. The Enlightenism motto We don't use Enlightenism to find the power of God outside of us. We use Enlightenism to find the power of God within. Enlightenism is not about what others can do for you. Enlightenism opens the gate to what you can do for yourself. The intent of the Enlightenism Spiritual Freedom Broadcast is to move you beyond toxicity into a deeper realm of consciousness so that you understand the Enlightenism motto. We don't use Enlightenism to find the power of God outside of us. We use Enlightenism to find the power of God within And that is working from the inside out. The work that Brother Malcolm and I do on the broadcast and in our lives and in our writings is for those desiring to participate in their own life. This broadcast is about how to release the pain and struggle of generational toxicity and the social construct and find the power of God within. We are not victims. We are not divinely created to think and live as victims. Enlightenism is a new paradigm shift in African-American consciousness and spiritual awareness. And I now give you the Enlightenism prophet, speaker, author, philosopher, and creator of Enlightenism, Brother Malcolm. Thank you so much, Sister Carola. Uh, <laughs> it was wonderful message as usual today. Great insights. I, Thank I you. was listening I was listening so intently to what you were saying until <laughs> I almost <laughs> thought it, it was my time to come on <laughs> on the air. So I almost forgot. <laughs> Hold on, let, me, let me get busy here. <laughs> yeah. very, That's what you very, call a seamless transition. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. For wonderful insights and meditation. You're welcome. See, folks, everything goes the way it's supposed to be. I am Brother Malcolm. I am the powers of the mind.
and philosopher that deals with inner mind power, self-acquired intuitive knowledge, and the power we have to achieve this great power that I am talking about. I am removing the separation between you and the greater power of God by saying that God is in you and existing as consciousness, whole, perfect, and complete, colorless, faceless, and formless. It is invisible, this power. That's why we don't use Enlightenism to define the greater power of God outside of us. We use Enlightenism to define the greater power of God within us. And when you define the greater power of God within you, you are no longer thinking of yourself as a victim. You are not separated from the greater power. You're now aware that you have the power to change your beliefs with clarity. See, you can change your beliefs with clarity so that you get a clear understanding of what's happening in your life. And you're able to see very clearly that you have the greater power within you, regardless of how others have defined you. Clearing the mind of confusion about who you are is what enlightenment will do for you. You will get beyond the confusion, and you will be able to see for yourself how to discover the greater power of God within you. And that's what we're working on every day and sharing this information with you, a new awareness of being of God. new awareness of being. Not a historical awareness of being, a new awareness of being, a God that you discover for yourself with self-acquired intuitive knowledge. Now, that may seem like it's, whoa, far-reaching. It may seem like it's something that you don't really want to talk about because Everything seems to be set in stone since certainty about the power of God. Seems like it's already set because Moses, uh, the biblical Moses, who was prince, but was born a Jew and became an Egyptian prince and was kicked out of the priesthood and discovered himself once again as a Jewish prophet. As the story goes, according to all of the scholars, theologians and others, historians, Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, meaning he wrote Genesis and all of the others. I'm not naming them. You can go look them up for yourself. But the one I want to talk about is Genesis, the beginning. And Moses lays out a story about what God told him about the beginning of life on this planet, the creation of the world. And according to Moses, God told him that God created the world in six days. And on the seventh day, he rested. He was tired. The implication is he was tired and he needed to rest, which gives the impression have limitless power needs to rest consciousness doesn't need to rest it's not human humans need to rest so that's one thing to think about there's no need to rest and more than likely it didn't happen that way anyway 
creation doesn't happen magically. It happens according to creation, the way planets are created by this great power that's within you. And then you, uh, and then when you dig a little deeper, you'll know, you'll know very clearly that the world already existed before Moses. So the world was already in existence before Moses was born. And there is, according to these same historians that tell you that Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, then you will know that the Egyptian slave, I mean, the, yeah, the Jewish slaves helped create the pyramids. And so the world was existing before the separation of the Egyptians, I mean, the Jewish people creating the invisible God. That is a fact, according to the historians. And then the separation, see, the Egyptians were the first ones to deal with the afterlife, whether you like it or not. One of the first. And that's what the pyramids were about, the afterlife, that there was another self within you. And the self would continue on the journey after you, the body, the form, had stopped living. And does that sound familiar to you? Yes, it does. Because this is one of the beliefs now that many, in many religious organizations believe is true. So do you believe there is an afterlife? And that's what the, the pyramids were for, to hold, hold those lives there and they would continue on another journey. So we know for a fact life existed before Moses and that it existed all over the world, all over the earth. People were living. So then it becomes something that someone says to you generations later, this is what you have to believe, and if you don't believe it, we're going to punish you. We're going to treat you a certain way, that you are somehow uh, anti-religious. You're an atheist. You don't believe in God. And so when I say today, I do believe in God, but I don't believe in the God that other people have defined for me. I believe in the God that I've discovered for myself, self-acquired intuitive knowledge, and that God exists in me. If it exists in me, it exists in you too. That's a different God. That's not the one that's telling me the world was created in six days, and on the seventh days, God needed to rest because God was tired. No, Moses didn't have a clear understanding about God. That's why when you read the information, he's talking about God forgetting that he needed to create a woman, but he had created male and female for everything else, but not for the man. Now, that's called clarity. But you may not want to deal with it because the people where I live in this society are going to criticize you. And the first thing they're going to all attack you with is you don't believe in God. You don't believe in the Bible. You don't believe in the Bible. See, this is the great escape to put you down so that you don't have a, a free-thinking mind. It tell you, you don't believe in the scriptures. You don't believe in the Holy Bible. And then when you dig a little deeper, you find out, <laughs> you dig a little deeper, you find out one thing is that, uh, is that uh, the Holy Scriptures, the Holy Bible, came about because of, uh, it came about, it came about in a real sense because of uh, uh, King James. 
That's when it was it was formalized, 1611. So that's what historians say. I wasn't born in the world in 1611, and neither were any of you. So we have to trust or distrust the information that's presented to us. So we have to think that, well, the, the, the creator was created in uh, the, the scriptures were created in 1611, and therefore they're holy because a king now. See, now we're going from a prince to a king. We're going from the prince Moses, Egyptian prince, to the British king. You know, so he's going to tell us King James now, he's going to tell us his version of the scriptures. And he took some information and all of his cohorts write the Bible and present it to us. I'm saying all of this to you for one real reason. It taught you to believe that you were a servant and that God was not in you and that you receive your life by service, service to God, worshiping God. And then you can see the parallels between worshiping God and people worshiping a king or a queen. Then you can see very clearly about the throne, kingdom, a kingdom and a throne, sitting on the right hand and left hand of power of God. God doesn't have hands. It's not a form. It's consciousness. It's invisible. And the power in you that lives. The Egyptians called it the second power. I mean the second self. Uh, the Christians calls it the spirit that rises from the body and ascends into the heaven to be with of God. I'm not judging whether either one is right or wrong. What I am saying to you is that you are in the world today and you have a greater power within you. And this greater power has no beginning and ending into it. And you do. So the form ends. But when I talk about the, the, the greater power within you, it doesn't necessarily connect or resonate with you if your priorities are just living in the world. So it doesn't matter how much you read anything about history or, or spirituality. Your focus is on what is happening in your life today. And that's what I am talking to you about today. That's what my message is about today. You have the power to change your beliefs with clarity. And you have the power to stop, overcome uh, your dependency on others. Those are two things that you can do today for yourself. And you don't have to read any books. You don't have to uh, trust the veracity of information from someone in the past telling you about this greater power. This is something you could do for yourself. See, this is something you're responsible for. It's not just, you can't hold the world responsible for something you can do for yourself. Allegiance. Your beliefs about what the world has taught you that causes you to distrust yourself. But you can do something for yourself. I am greater than the I that I created. I am consciousness. I create all my awareness of beings. I am always greater than my creations. 
We are divinely born with consciousness and powerful minds. When we get our divine birthright, we condition our consciousness to create powerless minds. That's from the blog, Coming Out of Dependency on Others. And you it's available for you to read on Google. Just go to Google Blogger and you can read it. Or just, just say into your browser or type into your browser, Brother Malcolm Keller's Enlightenism Insights. Well, I am here sharing a message with you about information, about clarity, and overcoming our dependency on others. What I mean by overcoming our dependency on others, I wasn't there. I wasn't alive. Malcolm Kelly, the person that calls himself Malcolm Kelly, was not in the world when Moses wrote the Bible, the first five books of the Bible. Nor was I there when the pyramids were built. I can see the pyramids. I can get on an airplane and go and look at the pyramids. But I can also go to New York and look at the Empire State Building and see other buildings. Or I can go anywhere. San Francisco, look at the Golden Gate Bridge. But I was not present when they were built. So, Therefore, I don't know how they were built. I have to trust someone to tell me how they were built. Then once I place my trust in someone telling me in a book or something about how it happened, then I began to say it's the truth. And that's what happens with religion. That's what happens with spirituality. You didn't discover it for yourself, so you trusted what other people have told you. And then they put the, the, the fear in you, the fear of God, to use the word, so that you don't want to question anything. So you don't want to question what I am talking about today. And have you ever thought pyramids, which was built almost 5,000 years ago, close to it, depending on how someone was going to uh, measure time, and they're still around. They're still around almost 5,000 years later. There's nothing still around that you can think of anywhere in the world that's 5,000 years old and still there. Nor is it something that's built with such precision that it cannot be replicated with the technology today. Why? Because I would imagine it was a different mindset that people believed different things. They had, they had some awareness about mathematics. They had a lot of awareness about architecture, design, and so forth. And along the way, things are lost and changed when we forget how easy it is to forget who we are. Something, uh, paraphrasing a quote from uh, Howard Thurman, the great theologian, mystic. So when you think about what you have forgotten in life, the most important thing you have forgotten is who you are, that you are entirely created with consciousness and power. And then when you forget it over a long, over a period of time, you forget how to use it. It's like building the pyramids. You've forgotten how to use it because people went in a different direction. They've created a different language. They use different languages rather than hieroglyphics. And then they reached a point 
where no one could interpret the hieroglyphics because too much time had passed. And then that's the same thing happened with you and me and others. We forget who we are after too much time has passed from generation to generation. And someone else is telling you about who you are. Someone is telling you you are a person based upon your race and color and gender and age and all, all these other labels and so on. It's told you about. Then you began to forget that you are not that person. Because you're now relying upon someone else to define you. And you're allow, allowing, relying upon someone else to tell you who you are. And you have forgotten. So you're born into the world and you're quickly taught how to think of yourself as the world wants to think, wants you to think. So you talk yourself. The world teaches you out of your own power. The world teaches you how to become a victor teaches you how to become a victim so that you can serve others. The world teaches you that you have to be a a worshiper. You have to worship other people. See, you don't only start with worshiping God. They want you to worship other people. So the systems are set up for you to worship other people. And now you have denied your own birthright. You have denied that God is within you, and you're acting like a slave, a victim, a powerless person. You think God is way in the sky, somewhere unknown to you, that this power is unknown to you. And I'm saying to you, the power within you, and the reason people cannot build pyramids today is because they have forgotten how. And when you forget how powerful you are, you lose the power. You lose the power. And you can no longer use something that you have lost. Enlightenism is to reclaim the power with self-acquired intuitive knowledge, meaning you're going to teach yourself. You're going to discover a knowledge base that is unknown to what your teachers have taught you. See, many don't realize that consciousness is the source of their power. They have been taught by others to believe the greater power of God exists outside of them. So they look toward the stars in search of this power. Unfortunately, they have never found God in the stars. When we accept the greater power of God within us, we search and discover the power existing in us as consciousness. Consciousness is an invisible power that's whole, perfect, and complete. It is formless, colorless, and faceless, which we cannot see with human eyes or mechanical instruments, meaning a telescope. That's some more valuable information from the blog. Overcoming our dependency on others. Okay. I am Brother Malcolm, and you say to yourself, now how are you able to sit and talk all of this stuff when you just a country is defined as a black man, you come from slaves. You come from a race of slaves and people that have been abused, lived in Jim Crow. So you come from powerless people. So how could you claim that the greater power of God is within you? There is no evidence. There is no historical evidence to support what you're saying. And I'll say to you today, 
History is the problem. The past is the problem. The greater power of God always exists in present time for those alive. Not for the dead. It's for those that are alive. You are alive today. Your form is alive. Your body is alive. And therefore, the spirit dwells in you. When your body dies, the spirit is no longer going to be dwelling in a dead body. Plain and simple. There's no afterlife for you, the physical person. There can only be afterlife for the greater power that's within you, which is consciousness, and it continues on. It exists without you, without the form you. The form you is born and lives and dies on earth, plain and simple. That's what it was created to do. It's created to follow a pattern of development, activity, and death. And it'll decompose on its own without any help or interference from anyone else. So you are in the moment, and you live in the moment, and that's where the work is, and that's where you do the work, and this is where you discover the greater power within you. Now you can see the real clarity with self-acquired intuitive knowledge. That's why you acquire knowledge from the intuitive consciousness, the consciousness in you, that you will be able to discover this great power, change your beliefs and values about yourself, Clear your mind of the confusion about who you are and discover the great power within you is available for you to use so that you can create a new way to think and live. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I'm Brother Malcolm, and I'll be back with you on the air tomorrow, 12 p.m., along with Sister Carolyn. Thank you, Sister Carolyn, for the wonderful meditation and insights. And here's Brother Carl to clear us out of here. Have a great day. Sometimes your thoughts will come and go. Try to clear your mind, but confusion won't let you know that deep inside there's a sacred place where all uncertainty can be raised. I never